And now, it's time for Mr. College Football and Friends with Tony Barnhart. Greetings and welcome back to Mr. CFB and Friends. This is the College Football Playoff and Bowl Games Edition. We're glad that you're with us. I'm your host, Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. The boys and I are here to discuss the college football playoffs and some of the key bowl games. We're going to look at the coaching carousel and the player carousel and all that stuff that's spinning around. Now, before we get started, we want to once again thank our sponsor, Mr. John Hurston and APA Games. That's A-P-B-A Games, the unquestioned king of quality simulation products. You'll find them at APBA.com. And Mr. Hurston told me this week they've done a 12-team playoff from the 2018, 2019, and 2021 seasons. Go online and check it out. All right. Now, the pairings for the college football playoffs are set for December 31st. Okay? December 31st. We got number one Georgia and number four Ohio State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. This is the third trip to Mercedes-Benz Stadium for Georgia this season. The other semifinals, number two, Michigan, number three, TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. Mark Blauschen, you got any problems with those pairings? Should there have been somebody else in there? Are you happy with those pairings? Well, I'm going to make a very mild protest. I'm going to go down fighting. I still say Alabama instead of Ohio State, but I understand the thinking. And I want to tweak that, like Mr. Lucci, my buddy here, would say, it should be Michigan and Ohio State in the semifinal. And uh, because uh, uh, TCU did not get penalized at all for losing. I mean, they, they stayed in the top four, which they should have. But I think if you lose a game, I mean, you know, in the play, now I understand why they can't elevate Ohio State over TCU. So I understand all the arguments. So I'll live with it. Well, along those lines, Brother Lucci, Boo Corrigan tried to tell us afterwards in his interview with uh, Reese Davis, he said, the possibility of an Ohio State-Michigan rematch in the semis, it never came up. They never discussed it. Brother Lucci, I'm not sure that I believe that. No, they didn't discuss it because they didn't want it to happen so quickly. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's part of the reason. I, I'm, Yeah, I think they manipulated the final rankings. I, 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 can, I can say that. That's the way I feel. Uh, again, I, I posed this to Mark uh, a couple of days ago. When is a team in the top four lost its final game and not dropped? Right. And we couldn't come up with, a, a, you know, as far back as the playoffs has gone. So I'm not sure that uh, it, TCU should have played the game. They weren't going to move up and they weren't going to move down. So what was the point? So why play the game? Why so play why the play? game? Well, see, I, I, didn't, I never understood the hesitancy of having a rematch in the semifinals of Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, the first game wasn't, wasn't very good. Maybe the right. second game would be better. You you would draw a heck of a TV number. Go ahead and make it the primetime game. Let Georgia play TCU in the other semifinal. And I was looking at it from a Georgia standpoint, is that Georgia as the number one seed, when you're the number one seed, you're supposed to play the number four team. Which in my think, mind is TCU. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so I, I didn't think I didn't think it was particularly fair to Georgia. But Herb Gould, let me ask you this. Now, I don't know who prompted him to do this, but Saturday night, Nick Saban, he goes to the airwaves. He's making his case that Alabama at ten and two, even though they've they've had they had two fewer wins than TCU or some of these other teams. Do you think Alabama 
ever had a chance, a realistic chance of getting in the final four? I really don't think so, Tony. I mean, we know that the, the key stat with the committee is fewest losses and TCU had one and, and Alabama had two. Um, you know, that's just the way they go with this thing. Um, you know, the best team argument, that's one that I, I don't even want to go there right now because it's not relevant, but I don't necessarily agree with it. But yeah, Alabama was, was not going to get a, a real look. I mean, a one-loss TCU is going to get the nod there because they're a one-loss TCU. I mean, that's just been the history of the committee. All right, let's take a look at the, let's take a look at the playoff games right now. Let's, let's first of all let's look at the, let's look at the games. All right, Michigan is a nine and a half point favorite when they opened up against TCU. Now that's gone down to seven, Lucci. Uh, that, that to me that's really interesting. I look at Michigan's physical play. I look at the way they've been able to run the ball, even though they did lose their best uh, running back. Uh, you tell me, is there any kind of path? Or TCU in this game? Well, Tony, Max Duggan has to play even better than he did in the uh, Big 12 championship game, which was the game of his life. And uh, he was pretty courageous in that game, but I think it showed Mm. that he pretty much carries that team. Their history, too, of falling behind early against a physical team, that a Michigan team that's going to outman them in both trenches is going to be an issue for them. The more they fall behind against good teams, the more trouble they get into. And we saw that in the Big 12 championship game a little bit. We saw it earlier when they played Kansas State. They were fortunate they got them at home. They were able to rally from 18 down. But uh, I don't think they're playing catch-up from 17-3 down at halftime against Michigan. Michigan's just too strong, too deep. So that is not going to happen. Well, the other game, number one, Georgia, they're giving six and a half against Ohio State. First of all, the game, as I told you, was in it is in Atlanta, about an hour from Georgia's campus. Third time, as we say, they've played in Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, this year. They've both got good quarterback play with C.J. Stroud, uh, second-leading passer in the Big Ten. Uh, Georgia Stetson Bennett has made it, was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Uh, he was the MVP of last year's semifinal and national championship game. I'm sitting here, Blau, I'm sitting here looking at this game. Georgia has played well, except for maybe one game all year. They, they they struggled against Missouri early on. Is there any path, any path for Ohio State to win this game? Uh, yeah, the, the CJ Stroud plays a game of his life, um, and 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 Georgia makes a few mistakes in, in the wrong places. Uh, they can be in the game. I mean, it, it, there's no pressure on Ohio State to win at all. That's the big thing they have going for them. No one expected them to be here. They, they were out of it. They were going to re- get ready to play uh, Clemson in the Orange Bowl because they weren't going to make the Rose Bowl or, or, or the CFA. They were out. Then all of a sudden, USC loses, and now they're back in it. So they're, they're, it's, it's a free pass for them. All right. Herb, I've said the, I, after the game the other night where Utah didn't just beat USC. They lined them up and kicked them for the entire football game. I said, you do not want to play Utah right now. But Penn State's going to play them in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Utah's given three. Who do you like here? Yeah, Utah's really kind of on a roll. I mean, I don't know that Penn State can can match that. On the other hand, you know, sometimes we get into apples and oranges. You just, you know, Penn State is kind of one of those plotter kind of teams in a lot of ways. And they they always, you know, they, they they don't really 
match up well when they when they play the the Big Ten big boys, Ohio State, Michigan. So you, but and I don't know how they'll match up in this Utah game, but but you're so right. That Utah team just was just looking smoking hot when they played against USC. So I I got to think that this is going to advantage West Coast. Blau, the Tulane Green Wave have made it into the New Year's Six in the Cotton Bowl against USC. Uh, this this line is like two and a half, surprisingly close to me. Who, who do you like in this game, Blau? I'm going to go against the grain. I think Tulane is going to is going to win the game for one reason. I don't, straight up, I don't straight know. up, straight up. Well, may straight up because I don't know if USC is going to show up. I mean, first of all, I don't know who's going to play for USC because yep. of the. I mean, watch the bowl. The whole bowl system is going to be is screwed up now because players aren't playing. They're they're bailing out. Teams, we don't know what motivation is. I, I even Lucy would say, you know, it's fool's gold to pick games and and, and ball games. We we don't know who's going to play. Tulane's got everything to play for. USC, what is USC playing for? Really, they're going to they're going to Texas and and they their their championship ups are gone. They can't play in the Rose Bowl. Their fans probably won't show up. What are they playing for? I this could be an Alabama Utah thing of a couple of years ago. Well, speaking of speaking of Alabama, they're in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State. I was very impressed with the way Kansas State played the other day, and I don't I don't know about Alabama. You know that they 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 thought they were supposed to be in the playoffs. Do these kids care about the Sugar Bowl? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Alabama and give the five, but I don't feel great about it. Luch, let me ask you about the Orange Bowl. Ten, Tennessee, Clemson, a lot of orange. Does anybody Clemson will finally play their freshman quarterback uh, now? Now that the DJ Uingle is gone, tell me a little bit about the Orange Bowl. Who's going to win? <laughs> I, you know, we're talking backup quarterbacks again. Yeah. You know, as Mark mentioned earlier, I would love to do as I have in the past and pick every bowl game this year. But you know, with the transfer portal, and you're seeing some schools have lost 15 players. In the transfer portal, I'm not dodging your question here, but you just don't know who's going to be in the transfer portal for these teams. And, uh, you know, to, to rely on backup quarterbacks if you're trying to pick a game, I don't know. I can't say, you know, listen, I watched Hendon Hooker for the for the whole season. He was great. I watched DJ for most of the season. He was inconsistent. At least I had a read on those guys. I can't tell you if I have a read on, on either backup quarterback at this point. Well, it, it's going to be fascinating. Think about all this going on right now, guys. Transfer portal, uh, NIL, National NFL. Signing Day, NFL National Signing <laughs> Day is coming up. It, it's just good. It is going to be crazy, crazy, absolute on the coaches. Hey, one thing I want to go through real quick. Blau sent me this. I just, I just found it interesting because if we had a 12-team playoff, if we did, just for fun, your, your seeds would be Georgia, SEC champ, Michigan, Big Ten champ, Clemson, the ACC champ, and Utah, the Pac-12 champ. Those are your four. And here, here would be your games on campus. Number nine, Kansas State at number eight, Tennessee. Number 12, Tulane at number five, TCU. <laughs> number 10, USC at number seven, Alabama. And number 11, Penn State at number six, Ohio State. Mark Blauschen, would you watch those games? Oh, of course not. I'd rather see UAB versus uh, Coastal Carolina in the, you, in, the in the Bombers Bowl. Sure, you, I, I, you'd I rather mean, see you'd like, rather see Law and Order reruns. That's what you'd rather look them up to the live. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, think that's about the it, one good thing about it. those games versus mm -hmm. what is it, Kentucky, Iowa? 
Yeah. So there's no there's no quarterbacks on either either team. I mean, what kind of bowl game is that? What, Kentucky that? Kentucky Iowa with the final score is going to be three to two. The over under so. when Levis was playing and before Petrus <laughs> was announced out was thirty two. The over under is going to be about twenty six. Ah, uh, oh my goodness, that would be absolutely crazy. Well, let, let's talk a little Tony, coaching. Though, one good thing is you're going to you're going to get good games. You're going to get good games yeah, in, good. In, right. in, in December. That's good. Well, and they're going to be played on campus. I like, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And, and well, this is, well, this is for a future show, but I promise you the way it's set up now is only one round is on campus. This is for 24 and 25. I promise you the pressure for the 26 contract and moving for the big contract moving forward. I'm telling you, they're going to, they're going to bring out the heat on that to play those games on campus, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about that another time. Talk about the coaching carousel. My goodness, you guys were sending me notes. It, it's a, it's not the coaching carousel. It's musical chairs is what it is. But let's start with Deion Sanders going to Colorado. Uh, this move fascinates me. Uh, Herb, can Deion Sanders do what a lot of people think he can do, which is elevate recruiting to a level it hasn't been since Bill McCartney was there? and they were playing for national championships. Can he do that? Can he go into Southern California and get players to come to Colorado? Well, we're going to find out, but I, I think so. I mean, I think that Deion Sanders, I mean, what he did at, at, at Jackson was just, you know, a sign. And I think that it took a Colorado, which was a program that was kind of irrelevant, more than kind of, very irrelevant, and they, why not take a chance on a Deion Sanders? I mean, there's a risk involved in here because you don't know what he's going to do at this level. But, but I, like, I like the odds of it. And I think Colorado is a really good place to do it because his hipness factor is going to come into it. I think it's a, it's, a really, it's a really interesting and good move by Colorado. Well, Deion, Deion Sanders got college game day to come to Jackson State. Okay. And represent the HBCUs. And I think it, I think it was just a tremendous thing to watch. It's going to be fascinating. Be, watch out. National signing day is coming up, coming up, uh, in December. So we shall see now. All right, uh, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to read you off several coaching changes. And I, I want your impression. Just give me uh, your impressions on one or two of them. But let's start here. Luke fickle after taking Cincinnati to the playoffs last year, stayed another year, maybe a year too many. He's going to Wisconsin. Scott Satterfield is leaving Louisville and going to Cincinnati where Luke Fickle was. Jeff Brom, who is a legend in the state of Kentucky, Jeff Brom is leaving Purdue and going home to Louisville. And Herb, I wanted to ask you about this. Jim Leonard, you know, he, he was there. He has been there forever. We, I kind of thought he might stay with Luke Fickle on his staff. It did not work out that way. Why did it not work out? Was a situation where Jim Leonard thought he was probably going to get the job, and when he didn't, he said, you know, I probably need to move on. Is that the way yeah, it played I, out? I think he's disappointed, Tony. There's no doubt. I mean, the other thing is that he, he likes to do his X's and O's different than Luke Fickle. And also, uh, Luke Fickle is bringing Mike Tressel, his DC, from Cincinnati. Yeah. So, you know, Jimmy Leonard was going to be sort of an, an, a fifth wheel there in a way. And what I'm hearing also is that uh, Leonard's going to, he's going to end up as the defensive coordinator at Baylor. 
uh, Dave Aranda and, and, and Leonard coached together at Wisconsin. Aranda conveniently fired his DC a week or so ago. So I think that's going to be the place for Jimmy Leonard to be there. And then that'll be a better stepping stone for him. Because if he, if he goes in as a head coach now, it's not, you know, it, I mean, he's, he's more of a Mac kind of a guy. Unless Cincinnati, I don't even, you know, Baylor is where he's going. And, you know, he turned down the Packers defensive coordinator mm. job a couple of years ago, which might be open. So, but what I'm hearing is, you know, Baylor or bust for Jim Leonard. Right. Well, here's one that caught me by surprise today. Barry Odom, former head coach at Missouri. He's a Missouri grad, uh, uh, got let go of Missouri, then went to Arkansas and helped uh, Sam Pittman build that program. And they, they started out well this year, didn't fare well at the end of the year. Barry Odom is leaving the job as the Arkansas defensive coordinator to become a head coach at UNLV. Uh, Luch, UNLV? I mean, really? <laughs> I can't remember the last time they were relevant. They've gone through a bunch of coaches. They just can't seem to put it together. You know, they're kind of uh, like the Rutgers of the desert. They just, uh, you know, they can't get this thing going. They, and a lot of people blame the old stadium that they have there. I don't know if that's it, but they're in a, they're in a situation where they should be able to win now, and they just can't. But, you know, Autumn's a good coach. I don't think yeah. he, yeah, I think he did a solid job at Missouri, you know, and he's always had a good reputation yep. you know, as being a solid coach. So I don't know if that's a good fit if he's a, you know, Missouri guy in, in Nevada, but we'll stranger see. things have happened. We'll see. We will see. Jamie Chadwell is finally leaving coastal Carolina. I guess uh, his quarterback, he exhausted his 15 years of eligibility <laughs> uh, going to coastal from coastal Carolina to Liberty. Thought that looked like a lateral move to me, Blau. Yeah, it was, but I mean, it, it was an opening. They have some money there. Um, uh, probably change the scenery. I think he did everything in Coastal Carolina that he could, and he couldn't get hired by anyone else. So he made a move, which um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, a couple of players. Well, Liberty helped them out again. Well, they, they've shown they'll make the financial commitment, so I'm sure that had a lot. That had a lot right. to do with it. So, all right, here, here some player notes. It's, we can't be shocked that this happened. DJ Uyungale has entered the transfer portal at Clemson. Cade Klubnik was named the starter after the ACC championship game moving forward. Blau, you and I talked about this earlier. Uh, it's the right move for Dabo Sweeney. It just came two or three weeks late. Yeah. If he would have made the move earlier, he probably – would have been in the playoffs in Ohio State, wouldn't have been in Harvard now because the champion would have been in, in the Final Four, uh, conference yep. champion. But that didn't do it. Yep. If they were sitting there as an 11 and 1, 12 and 1 in. ACC champion, they're in. Mm -hmm. They're in over Ohio State. No, no question about it. Not shocked to see this. Anthony Richardson, here was a guy at Florida in his early game. Uh, against Utah when they beat Utah in the swamp, they're talking about this guy like he is going to be a Heisman finalist, okay, because of his athleticism and all that. And now he's in the – now he is – he's going to go ahead and turn pro. My first reaction, Luch, was turn pro at what? Uh, yeah. But it turns out he has – Utah Luch, you know about this. All right, how many times have we seen an athlete like this and some team falls in love with the guy – at the combine, Listen, I guess they, he's that's what he's counting on. They made Baker Mayfield the number one overall pick, Tony. 
you know, I mean, what's he on his third or fourth team? Yeah. I mean, listen, Anthony Richardson is abundantly talented. He's a gifted athlete. Uh, is he ready for the NFL? I, to me, he still looks like he's a little raw, too much run first. Uh, you can do that a little more in the NFL, but they don't want these guys running, you know, uh, as much as they do in college because we see what happens to them in the mm -hmm. NFL. They're all getting hurt, but uh, a great athlete. Uh, no question about it. Uh, physically has everything you want, Tony. I just don't know if he's a quarterback yet. Well, the same thing with DJ. Yeah. DJ's the same thing. Physically, he's got everything you could possibly want. He's just way too inconsistent as a quarterback. Right. Well, Billy Napier at Florida needs he needs a change. This is probably a the best move for both of them uh, when all is said and done because he's got to go. Uh, Billy Napier's got to get on the transfer portal and find himself a quarterback somewhere. Oh. I knew you guys would love this note. Well, that's why I throw it in. Our old buddy, JT Daniels, who started at USC, then went to Georgia, and then went to West Virginia. We learned today that he has entered the transfer portal, so he will play for his fourth team, to be determined, his fourth team in five years. There was a reason that JT Daniels left the University of Georgia and Herb, I would only say a guy that plays in four schools in five years. My goodness. Well, yeah, that's something I tell you what, though, if he wants to come up to Wisconsin, it certainly would be an upgrade on Graham Mertz, who is leaving. <laughs> and um, Phil Longo, the UNC offensive coordinator, taking the Badger job. So I, that's kind of a cool opportunity. I'm not sure. I'm curious to see who ends up in Madison. But yeah, JT is uh, well traveled. Why not? You know, that's the, the modern world of college football. Million dollar arm, as they say in Bull Durham. Million dollar arm. I'm, I, I won't repeat the rest of that. But you, you got you guys know what I'm talking about. Ah, here's Lucha's guy right here. Will Levis. Will Levis is going to enter the. He's going to skip the bowl game. Going to enter the NFL draft. We're being told by all the smart people, Luch, in the NFL. They tell us that Will Levis is a is going to be the second or third guy off quarterback off the board. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm buying it. Jeff George was the number one overall pick. Oh, as was, as was oh yes. Mayfield. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've seen them do this a, a couple of times now. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, like you say, Tony, they fall in love with these guys at, at the combine and the workouts and. Uh, you know, they, they draft them too high. I mean, that's the Jets the last time they hit on a quarterback in the first round. They're 0 for 2. I mean, they're already get ready to get rid of Zach Wilson. You know, he was an early first-round pick. It's just, uh, it's a crapshoot with these guys. So, Will Levis, I don't blame him. But that game is a horror show. I mean, that's just going to be, that's going to be 1890s football. Oh. They're just going to. They can't pass the ball. Nobody's going pass back. the ball. Set it back. Oh, my goodness. All right, let, let's take a quick look at the Heisman finalists because I'm, I'm interested in, in what you guys think about this group. Caleb Williams, we knew would be in. C.J. Stroud, we're pretty much sure who he was going to be in. Max Duggan, there was no doubt after what he did, he was a warrior on Saturday. Just was will. He willed his team down the field and almost won the game. Oh, and I'll add this. Had TCU won that game, had had they did it, if they had run the quarterback sneak with Duggan as they should have instead of handing the ball off and he wins the game, I'm telling you guys, the guy would have won the Heisman Trophy with Caleb Williams and his bad hamstring all together. And Stetson Bennett the fourth, the guy who walked on at the University of Georgia, 
left because he was going to get no playing time, went to junior college, came back as a uh, quarterback who was going to run the scout team. They needed some depth. He's won a national championship. He was the MVP of the national championship, and now he's going to New York for the and Heisman he's not Trophy. First or second team all all SEC is he, Tony? No, no, no. It, it's 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 just fascinating. Uh, Blau, at that list, you go. You okay with that list? We do, do or did they leave somebody out? Um, Mr. Lucci's favorite player. What, what's the man? Washington, Michael Bennett. He, I think he had a better year than, than almost anybody, and he deserved to go to go to New York. I mean, for the year that he had, for what he did for Washington, I wouldn't have. I mean, how Bennett got in there, I, I, I mean, you're right. The third team SEC quarterback, and he goes to New York. Wow. Okay. I here, can't here, reveal my ballot, Tony. We're not allowed to, but. Yeah, um, so I've heard. So I've heard. Here, my number one pick is not any of the final four. And your number, your number you one pick is, is, the vote. is, you can vote. is you Penix, can right? I can't say. I'm not allowed to say. Oh, okay. You can. It's after, I'm, after, I'm not allowed you're, to you're say free, after, after one of my picks isn't on, my, on the ballot either. Yeah. You know, um, it, yeah, that, that's kind of a weird. Well, you know, it's sort of unfortunate because if, if Caleb Williams doesn't pull that hamstring, I mean, he was he was running like crazy, you yeah. know, right before that. And it changes the whole deal. I mean, should you lose the, the Heisman Trophy on – you know, an injury and in, in well, Hendon Hooker game. did. Hendon yeah. Hooker did. Yeah. Oh, it does. It happens. And that no was doubt. Sh- All right. Well, let's let's do this real quick. Luch, who's gonna who's gonna win? Jordan, you're talking about oh the Heisman. You're who's gonna win the Who's gonna win the Heisman Trophy? I think Caleb Williams. Blau. Caleb Williams. Herb. Yeah, Caleb Williams. I Make you it, know I think it's yeah. Yeah, and plus people are going to look at what he did in the game. The games before leading, he was just in, incredible. Yes. So I think he wins. Stetson Bennett is there because the voters, there are a lot of lazy voters, and he's the he's the starting quarterback on the number one team in the nation. And then and, and it's, it's it was a lazy, lazy vote. I will say that. Okay. I will not happy note. I think we're going to finish up here. One thing I'm going to ask you about, guys, the whole bowl season, the whole playoff, everything as we wrap it up. What are you most looking forward to? What question do you want answered in the postseason? Tom Lucci, I'll start with you. Well, I want I want to see which teams can win with backup quarterbacks. I mean, that's what this whole game is about now, with the exception of the final four. You know, it's just it's become uh, as unhandicappable as a as a twenty five horse field. <laughs> in any big race in the country. You just can't, it's impossible to get a read on these things. As I said earlier, I, I want to see who uh, emerges, you know. Plus, I, then I want to see which quarterbacks wind up where. Everybody's uh, talking about Spencer Sanders going to Auburn, Oklahoma State going to Auburn because he's a good fit there. I don't know, but th- that's uh, been the chatter. So we'll see. It's just, a, you mentioned carousel before, musical chairs. It's the quarterback situation. What's going right. on? Right. Blau, what, what game or what moment are you looking forward to? Oh, runaway leader, the Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati, Louisville. Uh, neither <laughs> team has a head coach. Jeff Satterfield is the new coach at Cincinnati, and they're playing at Fenway Park. Both teams are on the same sideline. I think Satterfield can coach both teams, going up and down the sideline the whole game. He can coach both teams for the game. Hey, get, let me give you a history on that, Flau. I'm going to give you history real quick. 1920s, Frank Hill, who was the, the grandfather of Chris Hill, the former Utah AD, was the head coach at both Rutgers and Seton Hall basketball and coached them at the same time when they played. So he used to sit at go. the top of the stands right. and, and coach both teams as they played. So it can be done. Yes. Well, I want to see history <laughs> made at Fenway. 
All right. Herb, what are you looking forward to? What, what question well, you want answered? Well, I know I'm the only one in this panel, but they'll give you this. But I want, I want to see the Badgers play Oklahoma State because I have no idea who's coaching the Badgers. I don't know who's <laughs> playing for the Badgers. But more importantly, what the one I really want to see, the broader appeal is, I want to see Georgia run this gauntlet. I think this is going to be very interesting. I mean, Georgia has clearly been the best team of the year. And Ohio State's going to give them a challenge because Ohio State can play a little loose and Ryan Day is going to be really pissed off. And then assuming they get Michigan in that second game, you know, that that's a real interesting test, too. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a, a real interesting kind of a playoff because we've got some intersectional stuff that, that there's some questions about. Well, we'll talk about this as we get closer next time we meet for the game. But the, the, the Michigan team, if Georgia and Michigan meet, the Michigan this Michigan team is a lot better than the one that Georgia beat last year in the semifinals. So that oh, yeah, and you know, and by the way, this would have been a perfect year for a two-team playoff. You, you could have put <laughs> Georgia and Michigan out there and you don't have to worry about all this uh, other stuff. All right. Bold prediction on my I don't know how bold it is. Let me let me say this, guys. We will look back on this football season, this postseason, as the beginning of the ultimate decline of the bowl system. Okay. I think with the 12 team playoff coming in, the fact that guys, more guys are opting out ever, the number will be staggering. We will look back and say there was a moment in time. We knew the bowl system has been going down for a while. I get that, but this is the year when it really starts its downhill slide. So we'll see. All right, guys, that about does it. Please remember our website, TMG college sports. It's at si.com slash college slash TMG. You want to see Mark Blauschen's new newsmaker of the week? That's where you go. And we will be making picks as we get closer to the postseason. All right. Thanks to our dedicated technical staff of David Amaral, Sheila Dufresne, and Maria Barnhart. You guys are awesome. Have a great, great holiday season ladies and gentlemen we'll be here we'll break it down for you later on here from mark blauschen herb Gould, and tom lucci this is tony barnhart thanks for joining us on mr cfb and friends we'll be back before the national semifinals on december 31st be safe folks and carry on